And what's up, all you cool cats and kittens, and welcome to another episode of the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. If you have been searching for your weekly dose of kayfabe consumption, then you've come to the right place. So sit back, open up a kayfabe cocktail, and let's enjoy the show. First, let me introduce to you your hosts for this evening. It's me, it's me, it's JCB. That's right, Johnny Bones in the house, your boy! J.C. Bones, let me introduce to you my usual suspects, my tag team partners first. Let's make some noise for the voice of the voices. But tonight he was the voice of reason. He's the Uh irresistible force, the immovable object. Let's put our hands together for the one and the only DJ Matty G. What is up, fam? How are we doing? How's everybody feeling? It's Thursday. And I re-upped, caught up, and I'm ready to go with the next round for the Pure Championship, baby. Being an Honor Club member again is very nice. nice. Awesome. Good to see Quinn McKay. Yes. Always good to see Quinn McKay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's nice to be heard by you people, too, I guess. Love it. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. That's that arrow. ready to go. But we cannot begin the show without introducing the lavish portion of our boo as we always say this man has many many names el chocolate caliente wade two pods two pod shakur the great american gene machine quarantine gene himself ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for the one and the only lavish good brother mr wade ilson that was good it's like this better every week i'm I'm just ready to get into I got a, I got a new one for you. It's been a very interesting. What's up? Uh, you are the Ricky Starks of NNW. We brought you in for a one-off, Ooh. and you were so lavish. We made you feel we had, dude. Ooh, I like that. That's a pants. great comparison. Need <laughs> <laughs> some white Starks. Starks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wade no, Starks. no, like no that. shirt though. Wade You'll Starks. save a fortune. There you go. Starks. I like no sh- <laughs> and a gold chain. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> So listen, that's actually a great segue into our first topic. Let's talk about the one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. Happy birthday, Dynamite! You know, overall, first, yeah. Maddie, let's go to you, man. What did you think about the anniversary show this week? The show itself, I thought, was really good, man. It was it was jammed with a bunch of good matches. Uh, it was nice to see the women's title defended on TV. Uh, it was nice to see the women's title defended in a good match. I think they've done a lot over the past couple months to beef up that women's roster. Um, I think it was a good showcase. Uh, starting off heavy, started off real, real heavy. I mean, they put a lot of time and effort into making Chuck Taylor and Trent um, viable candidates. Real, you know, that street fight put them in the badass category. You know, it was something you're not used to seeing. They weren't hugging and all that shit, but then they did at the end. Um, it was a good way to open it up. You know, AEW is a tag team first company. They opened it up with a killer tag team match. Um, good evening the whole way around. They, they they opened it up real fast and real furious. Lots of good matches going on. And, you know, uh, a commercial break with some of the greatest moments in AEW. Not a bad thing, considering that they've only had one year and half of it's been pandemic. I think they did enough looking back because of how little content there actually is. Right. Now, Brother Wade, uh, you, you got to see the anniversary show this week, right? 
Yeah, I, wa- I watched majority of it. I, a, right, I missed cool. the main event. I missed the main event. All right, right, all right. Well, listen, we are definitely going to talk about that. But, you know, there were some other really, like Maddie said, some great matches. Women's <laughs> Championship match, the TNT Championship match. They had the raffle for the number one contender, Fatal Four, for the tag <laughs> titles. It's going to be next week. We had a... Uh, uh, the return of Matt Hardy, who was 100% in good health and ready to come back to wrestling and continue his feud or hopefully end his feud with Sammy Guevara. Uh, we had a lot of good things uh, from last night. What are some yeah. takeaways that you got, Brother Wade, from the anniversary show? The one thing I got from the anniversary show is the women's match. I am a big advocate for women's wrestling, and I'm very, very happy that Big School was able to get a title shot. After mm-hmm. all this time, she is one of the hidden talents in that women's roster besides Penelope Ford. And she can go. I'm telling you guys now, down the road, we need to revisit Sheeta versus Swole mm-hmm. one more time. And right. Swole, I feel Swole should have got that dub. Sheeta's been, mm-hmm. but Sheeta has been a great champion. Mm-hmm. I'm not disputing that. She is legit one of my favorite women's wrestlers outside of WWE. But again, I want to see what they do with her and who her next feud is, who her challenges are. I don't want Wentz Ross and repeat. I like that you're throwing different people at her. So mm-hmm. give her that better challenge. It does seem like that Nyla Rose, who's still kind of lurking in the shadows, is still trying to get into that scene, into another program there with Sheeta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope that if they do that, they, they let that simmer and they, they let that be a slow burn and try mm-hmm. and, like you said, put some other people in there. But I couldn't agree, uh, agree more. Big Swole uh, was definitely the great choice for oh. that match. I don't think it was one of Sheeta's best matches. I think her match against Thunder Rosa was probably her best match yet. Uh, but, oh, let's touch on the women's division real quick in AEW because this is going to go into our, top, our conversation later about the year in review for AEW Dynamite. Uh, the women's division in general, I mean, Britt Baker is definitely the face of that women's division with or without a title. She's mm-hmm. on TV yep. every week. She is a spokesperson. She mm-hmm. gets the vignette. She makes the promos. They, I think the, a change needs to be made to revolve the division around her. And I think at this point now, the title needs to go to Britt Baker because Britt Baker will make that division. But in general, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But what are they doing uh, right, I'm, this is the questions to you, Wade. What are, what is AEW doing right now to build that women's division? Like you said, Sheeta needs some some young blood, some some new opponents. But like, what are they doing around her to help build that? I I don't think they're doing enough. They show enough talent on dark, mm-hmm. and uh, we've talked about this before. You have a a blue chipper in Danny Jordan. And you're not using her. Abaddon should be on, on, on the main show because she's a threat. Right. Someone with that type of presence, a lot mm. of these women that are having these presence on dark should be moved over to AEW. Give them that shine a little bit. They can even face other people. Like, I would love to see Danny Jordan go on, go on Dynamite. That would be fantastic. You and I are both big fans of her. I really hope she has a big year this year after the you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but she took a huge loss. She lost her dad a couple of weeks ago. I did. So, yeah. Yeah. So she, I mean, I want what's best for her as a fan. I'm a very big advocate for her. Abaddon. Um, I forget that one chick's name that does the whole thing with her hair. And the, you guys know what I'm talking about. She does the thing with her hair and she's always brushing. She's fancy. R- like Rache, she R- uh, Rache Chanel. 
Yes, another one. Now, She's a character. Weird. She's a character. Mm-hmm. You need characters in, in AEW Dynamite. Right. You have to boost that division. And what you're doing is you've been teasing a little bit, maybe bringing in some New Japan. I mean, some New Japan, some AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor crossovers. You can do that now. Maybe yeah. in the next couple of weeks or months or so, we can add people. And I mean, there's still one free agent on the table barring her controversy if you really want to face the division or somebody that really is going to add that spark you need to pick her up yeah right and, and that's who i see but if if anything i will say this now in the next two to three months where baker will be your AEW women's champion she deserves it she's kept it she's put that division on her back and hasn't even wrestled that much right and I think that's the best move. But one thing they did do over the past couple uh, couple hours, well, a couple of days, was they did officially sign Eva Lee's contract. So that oh. is a huge oh. that's a huge get right now for that women's division. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know is Diamante officially under contract, or is it just Eva Lee's for right now? Because the two of them together would be friggin' fantastic. I think it's just uh, just Eva Lee. Okay, because I didn't say that. I mean, Diamante should sure. be signed. But I thought they I thought they might have signed her a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe she may have been signed prior, um, maybe back around the time of that tag tournament. Yeah, not Hold sure. On, but they 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 have been search. they have been beefing up the, the the women's division though too. You know, a lot of the women that you are seeing on dark either are coming up in you know awkward tags when they have them and things like mm-hmm. that. But also. Um, the women that are coming through on dark are finding themselves getting contracts. You know, even if yeah. they're not long-term contracts, they're, they're getting, you know, X amount of shows, which is probably going to carry them through the end of the year, which is mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes right now, a good thing. Cause who knows what's going to happen again? I mean, y- you got to figure there's probably going to be another women's tournament coming up at some point. There's mm-hmm. probably going to be some women's mm-hmm. tag team wrestling coming up at some point. I wouldn't be surprised if you're seeing a lot of these women over and over again, on dark to prime them to become tag teams mm-hmm. um yeah. you know just, just a thought but we'll see what happens in the future mm-hmm. yeah hopefully i think we could all agree the one thing that we hope that aew dynamite does better in their second year is help really push and build their women's division but maddie let's talk about a championship match that happened on diamond let's talk about that tnt championship Woo! match between cody and orange cassidy yeah what all right i'm gonna be critical guys okay i was not a fan of the match i think it was two very conflicting styles rightfully so because it is part of orange cassidy's gimmick but Mm -hmm. like his lazy gimmick that he has in the ring worked great with jericho like they had three matches that were all great like the two Mm -hmm. of them had a good chemistry cody is an in-ring technician. Uh, wow, technician. Technician. Yes, Matt no, Hardy. No, no, no. Let it go. Technician. Technician. Yes, wonderful. Yes. Yes, wonderful. Oh, man. Oh. Great. Yes. But Cody is, he is a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. So it was very conflicting styles. And I felt like at times, Orange Cassidy made it look so easy to out wrestle Cody, like simple moves, like uh, again, Maddie, you tell me if I, when when he gets him from from around the waist, from behind, and he and he, he holds the arms down, a waist lock mm-hmm. or chin lock, and he's very easily, very lazily getting out of these moves, and it's like he makes it look so easy, but then put him in a ring with someone like a John Moxley, that move's going to be held on longer. The wrestlers are going to sell it. 
you know, so that was my my little critic uh, critiquing of the match. I think I think you just said it the best, selling it. I think Cody is doing exactly what a veteran should do. Uh, you know, a guy comes up that people might only be familiar with from the Jericho situation. Mm-hmm. If you're not an every week watcher of AEW, if you didn't watch any, uh, uh, what was it, uh, um, Wrestling from California, um, PWG, mm-hmm. and Barroom, right? He was Barroom. Bar yeah. Yeah. Um, you might yeah. not know Orange Cassidy from any of that stuff. So this might only be your second look at him. Cody put him in a title situation, sold all of his shit, and went to a time limit draw. I personally think Cody did exactly what he's supposed to do. He made the belt look important. Neither guy was going to quit no matter what. They fought like all hell. He wrestled the shit out of the kid, and the kid wrestled back. And, okay, the Jericho thing was back and forth and a lot of fun and a hell of a match. But I think this fight with Cody showed that Orange Cassidy can take an ass whipping. He just, I, I personally think that, all right, the styles might not have meshed well at all. And I can agree with that. But I think the fact that those styles didn't mesh is what made it special. Cody out-wrestled him. Orange Cassidy used his sloth style to get out of it. Cody beat the crap out of him. Orange Cassidy kept popping up. You know, and that time limit draw, that's something he can back pocket forever. That's another situation we can always come back to. If something gets stale, if they need a Cassidy turn, he can pop Cody from behind. If if Cody's going to go full bore heel, which he's not after that promo from a couple weeks ago, but he can just fucking take Cassidy to the woodshed. There's something there now. I think they did a lot of planning for the future. I think they put a lot of shine on the title. And I think that Cody put um, Cassidy up on a pedestal. It wasn't a one-off with Jericho. He pushed the champion to a time limit draw. He took care of Jericho two out of three. I think he put the cherry on top of the making Orange Cassidy Sunday. Oh, listen, I dig it, man. And Wade, they already announced he's going to be facing Cody in a rematch in Mm -hmm. two weeks on Dynamite. And they also announced that Darby Allen will be facing Cody for the championship at uh, full gear. Now, with those two matches being so close to each other, I mean, I I would be down for a triple threat match with uh, Cassidy, Darby Allen, and Cody. Mm. What do you think, Wade? I would be as well. I mean, mean, I'd be down for it, but you know what? It just shows that Cassidy's going to have another amazing showing against Cody, but won't get the dub because you're revisiting a previous storyline with Cody and Darby Allen because they have had matches against each other. And that's a retelling. And I think, think this is the time now to finally put the TNT championship in somebody else's hands other than Cody Rhodes. So mm-hmm. I feel that maybe this is Darby Allen's time to shine because he's He's been busting his ass since he got in. Mm-hmm. Put him in that position. Yeah. And then and you could, and that could be, you, you could revisit that. I would love to see Cassie and Darby Allen one time. I don't think they've ever touched. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't think those two have ever been in the ring together, at least not in AEW. They have. Nope. I don't think so. And if it does, uh, for any reason, become a triple threat match, that also could help keep Cody strong. He doesn't even have to take the, take the, the L. You know, Darby exactly. Allen could always pin Cassidy. And they, there's mm-hmm. still that built-in storyline between the three of them they could always revisit in the future because neither of them pinned Cody, you know, so it could always go that route. So there's yeah. definitely a, still a lot to unpackage there. And I think that story does have 
uh, it, it has legs to it. You know, that's great long-term storytelling right there. Well, don't, don't forget, Darby took Cody to a time limit draw also once. So, I mean, there's a lot of threads here. This is, there's a lot going on with this, which is right. something that I'm a fan of. When I mean, they, there's multiple angles going on all the time. That's something mm-hmm. we've been praising Impact for quite a bit as well. Right. Agreed. And also another angle that they're really putting some depth into and something that people can be emotionally invested in is the storyline between Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Oh. So let's talk about the main event. The main event was John Moxley versus Lance Archer. Moxley uh, retained the AEW championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say a quick sidebar. Uh, I don't like the way Lance Archer has been booked uh, with the way he was introduced to the company as this big monster. He takes out everyone in these squash matches. And then when it comes time for him to fight, when it matters the most for a championship, he loses to Cody and loses the TNT cha- or doesn't win the TNT championship in their first match. Then he's a monster again. He squashes people week after week after week. Then he fights Moxie for the championship and he loses kicks out of the paradigm shift twice. Right. After getting put through two tables, but then loses to a roll up. I feel like that uh, now, now given Lance Archer still got over in that match because at the end of the match, who was left standing, right? Archer was still standing, but I feel like it, it's, it's they're they're teetering that point where uh, Archer can lose a lot of steam if they keep booking him uh, uh, with this rally at this point. Now he has to win when it's going to matter the most. Maddie, what were your, th- what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I don't mind him not winning now because that's something that they can always rely on later. You're the murder hawk monster. You're the baddest of the bad, but you always fold under the pressure. If it's, again, something that they're going to book long term, I'm down with it. And I've got the wait and sees. If I'm going to give WWE a pass on some of this storytelling after all this time, AEW is definitely getting that pass too. But I think he definitely needs to pick up a high profile match. You guys were throwing around the FTW championship a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I, I think him putting a beat down on Brian cage and taking that belt might be something that he, he can go ahead and do. Um, the, the, the problem is, and it, I, I believe it's a good problem is there's not enough belts to anoint everybody that we feel should be anointed. Mm-hmm. The belt is special. It's not changing hands all the time. Although we did just have a, a drop to, to Mr. Brody Lee for five weeks and then, a reclaim by Cody, which I kind of dig. It went to one guy. He defended it a couple, three times, and then it went back to the original guy. Uh, I also like that Cody came back out with the blonde hair, but shoe polish hair. Cody was no bueno. Um, he got his hair from the same place. NWO Hogan got his beard. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I kind of agree. Archer needs, even if it's not a belt, Archer needs a couple of, big time W's. I mean, yeah. I mean some real, real, like Archer needs to put a hurting on Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, s- something, something big needs to happen or he is going to lose that steam of coming in as such a badass. Cause you got to figure, you know, uh, the other side, the only guy that's almost as big as him, I would have to say with the exception of maybe Hager, who's just got the inner circle thing going, um, is Dustin. And Dustin's just a lovable character who's been around forever. That's not what Lance Archer's going for. He needs to be a killer. And didn't Dustin already take a loss to Lance Archer earlier? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. When he was going to avenge, he was going to avenge the Cody Cody thing. But but I'm I'm just I was just comparing like apples to oranges there. I I I think you're right. Whether it's a title or not, he needs to string together some high profile wins Mm -hmm. on Dynamite 
you know, not, not, not just the squashes on dark or, or, you know, uh, a, a couple of squash matches, even in the middle of dynamite, it, it's gotta be a big win in a prominent position, open yeah. up, open up the show, beat the shit out of hangman. Right. So yeah, let, let, let it feed into the self-destructive story. So hangman doesn't lose any steam, but like, he's got to take out somebody big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I agree. Agreed. I like but, it. Uh, with that loss now, it looks like Archer's going to be out of the title picture for a bit. Hopefully they find something else to get him, mm-hmm. something with substance, like some kind of blood feud or some kind of mid-card feud. But they're really pushing this story uh, with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley and how they yeah. were friends on the Indies since like 2009. And then he left uh, to the land of the entertainers and was supposed <laughs> to take them all with him, but didn't. So I like how they're going with that story. That that right there, like all Eddie Kingston had to do was sit on commentary to turn that storyline into something that 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 with substance. Now, you know, I really like where they're going with that. Uh, I think it's interesting how Pentagon and Phoenix are both in the uh, single elimination tournament for the championship uh, championship shot after Full Gear, and they're actually facing each other in the first round. Phoenix versus Pentagon, which is going to be a fucking banger. A that is must-see TV. If you've seen it, if you've never seen it, and you want a little taste of it, go look up. Go look it up. It happened in Impact. Banger. Yeah, the, those two are uh, against each other. Going to be freaking phenomenal. But w- with that story going on with Eddie Kingston and uh, and Moxley right now, I, I could see this tournament leaning more in the direction to bring Kingston back into the title picture. Which is opposite of what we had said last week about uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. You know, the Page and Omega thing has been a slow burn for this entire year, practically, of AEW Dynamite. They can continue this slow burn, let some other people get in the title picture first, have Hangman and Omega maybe just have some singles matches, uh, have them continue, Mm -hmm. you know, get into a blood feud, have some high-profile matches with no title on the line. You know, because I think this whole thing with Eddie Kingston really has some legs here. Uh, I know you didn't see the all the main event way, but what are your thoughts on Eddie Kingston and Moxie and how that storyline is going to develop moving forward? From what you guys have described and what I've seen a little bit dibs and dabs checking the you know Twitter sphere, um, I'm happy for it. It's something that's again a long story overtold, and Eddie Kingston is just he's excuse me got the gift of gab. He can sell. He can sell water to a whale. He can do all those things that we always just say when it comes to people like that. He sold me on a few just by talking about him on commentary, like you said. So I definitely love how this is going to pan out between him and Moxley. It'll be Moxley's probably biggest feud with besides maybe Jericho in a while. Yeah, you know, I feel his feuds haven't been that like you know. Oh, somebody wants to fight him for the title. Okay, MJF. Mm-hmm. Right. There, this is no joke. Like, there's legit background story to this. So that's right. why we're getting a tale from the indies brought into the mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that's what's selling me on this feud. Yeah. To piggyback off of what you said, I, I did feel that way. Uh, watching uh, Moxley versus Archer, I feel like since he beat Jericho for the championship, that was his last really – in-depth feud was him and Jericho because then after that it was there was Brian Cage there was um there was MJF who else did he feud with did he feud with uh, Archer once before no. Archer <laughs> Archer yeah. 
uh, and now this thing with Kingston, which is kind of new, but at least that had, but I feel like all those other feuds have just kind of been, oh, you like you said, someone wants to face him. Okay, here, you, you need an opponent, opponent, here's an opponent, here's an opponent. But if they can continue something with a big story like this with him and Kingston, they can continue that for a few pay-per-views, maybe or a few months down the road. Mm-hmm. So I do like mm-hmm. where they're going with that. So uh, overall, you know, very, very good uh, first year for AEW Dynamite. Uh, Maddie, you have been the AEW guy since day one, uh, from since day one ish. What is uh, just what are some highlights for you, man, of AEW Dynamite over its first year? Ish, nothing. Day one, bro. Day one. Remember, I tried to get you to go to Philly with me. I remember that. Yep, that six dollar tickets had, or some had shit. Live events. Yep. Oh man. Um, some highlights. Um. I, I got to say, like, they, they were the cheap things. They were the really cheap things. Um, you know, it was somebody poking the bear again. It was, it was you know, the, the, the shots that are taken early, not, not the ones now where everybody's doing the whole, I was at the other company where I wasn't allowed to be me, and now I'm awesome. I mean, right. the early shots taken at the other company. Uh, seeing Pyro, hearing JR's voice calling, um, I think, what has become one of the better booths in wrestling. Shivani lays out almost all the time. JR is a crazy old man and I've really grown to like Excalibur. Um, I think that it's high point is definitely been when they decided they were going to push their women's division to the front. Uh, and I think the fact that they talked about changing the way we view tag team wrestling opened up their first year, the way they do tag team wrestling and brought the fucking house down. And then when the time was right, because they had the right team, they've started some more classic tag team wrestling. Now bringing in FTR and having the FTR rules, John, I don't know if you paid attention, Bonesy. That was a very old school WW like F Saturday morning tag team wrestling match. The spots, the this, the that, the interference at the end, the non cheat the, 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 even the ref bump wasn't a cheesy ref bump. He just got out of his own way. I, I think the highlights are kind of limitless right now. I'm, I'm a big fan of Moxley having the title. Um, I like the coming out parties of people like Orange Cassidy. Uh, a lot of the people that, you know, Wade's introduced us to over the past year or so. Plus also seeing some people that I recognize from, you know, they were ring of honor talent that weren't scooped up by WWE and maybe didn't get long-term contracts pulling their weight on dark and then stepping up to the big times. Um, overall, I'd have to say it's just the, the, the finer points. I feel like it's fun. Right on. If you were to give the first year of AEW Dynamite a grade, how would you grade it? Uh, there's been COVID. There was nothing before it. Uh, there was no blueprint for their show. And none of them, including Tony Khan, came from that situation they all did this together for the first time they went out they spent a bunch of money they did what the fans asked them to do i still think they continue uh i don't want to be just the markiest of marks so i'm gonna have to say it's like a b plus plus um the, the the world got shut down six months ago and they seem to keep going. They were selling out arenas in the beginning. They had a rabid fan base. Have you seen that shit? Like you're not allowed to like WWE if you like AEW and you're not allowed to like right. AEW if you like WWE. Yo, WWE has been around for decades. AEW has been around for one year. 
Yeah. They they really flipped the script on some wrestling fans. So I'd have to say all their shortcomings. All right, man, their camera angles were a little off in the beginning. Their audio is not always great. They're a new squad working out their kinks. I think as far as a first year goes, super high passing score. Cool. No, I think that's a great grade. Uh, again, I'll get to my thoughts on their first year too, but uh, it was a great first year. A B plus, yeah. even a B plus plus is a strong grade for uh, a company in there in only one year of being uh, of being live right now. So I think that's a very strong grade. Wade, what are your thoughts, man? What are some highlights for you from AEW in their first year? Tag Team Wrestling at its finest. We have a legit, the other company didn't do it properly, so we're going to show you what we can do properly. And they introduced a tag team division that has a bunch of killers in it. They even made a makeshift tag team, a believable tag team champion, have a believable tag team championship run. And the crazy part is we went in thinking, or I did, all oh, the Bucks are going to be the first tag champions off the rip. Those are those are the guys who are going to be in the titles. Do you remember who the first tag team champions were in, in, the, in uh, AEW? Because I do, baby. Yep. Exactly. And you have so many tag teams now that any one of those tag teams is a valuable threat mm-hmm. to a tag title. Point blank, period. Anybody from the top teams to the to even um, Jurassic Express, who we slept up to, who I slept on, is one of my favorite tag teams now. Mm-hmm. So anything to me, some of the standouts have been some of the amazing matches that we've gotten, which are very random, like the stadium stampede match. That oh. was unique. Mm-hmm. So unique and rare. And it was very, very entertaining. Um, th- some of the amazing matches that we thought would just be pay-per-view quality, you know, that should be on pay-per-view were put on there, such as the Pac-Kenny Omega Iron Man match, which people have forgotten yes. about. Yes. That match is one of the best matches I've seen this year, mm-hmm. pre-COVID. Right. So let's not forget about that. But it, honestly, if I were to give my grade, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a solid B plus. Solid. Right Point blank period. Cool, cool. Uh, awesome. Well, listen, I, I, where, where are you sitting, Bonesy? What are your favorite parts from the last year? Yeah. Well, first, first of all, I want to talk about the, the grade. I think we're all pretty much spot on. We're because I was I was gonna say between a B and a B plus, only because of this. Um, AEW, first of all, did what a lot of other promotions could not do over the past 20 years, and that was create an alternative for wrestling fans, a legitimate alternative. Mm -hmm. TNA tried, Ring of Honor tried, but they just could not get to the level that AEW got right off the rip, right from day one. Uh, So I think that right there gives them a huge push. They were uh, a legitimate alternative to WWE and really created competition, which which is good because competition – is healthy for business. Competition's healthy for business. Um, the only two things that are keeping me, keeping me from giving them a higher score, like I want to give them an A, but their women's division and their tag division. Now, not in terms of the talent. I think they have probably one of the best tag team divisions out there right now in all promotions. But they're talking about how they want to make tag team wrestling, main event wrestling, we're going to introduce these rules, but they're not going to follow their own rules. And 
again, you guys know that I, I have, uh, I get a little critical about the tag matches a lot of times being spot matches all the time. But, but again, like Maddie said, going back to what he said, thank God for FTR. I thoroughly enjoyed their match with best friends. I enjoy oh. watching the tag wrestlers holding the tag ropes. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, if you're going to give them a 10 count in the ring and not a five count, then fine. Utilize the 10 count and then get back, get back outside by nine. Like those little things like that. It's like, don't pay. Hey, we're going to make tag team wrestling like this. These are our rules. Then you're not going to follow your own rules. It kind of takes away from, from me wanting to believe in that. And again, the women's division, it's mm-hmm. been a rough start, you know, uh, taking nothing away from the talent. Rio was not probably not the best choice to be the inaugural champion. Nala Rose was a, could have been a great champion. I, I feel like, wasn't that right around the time of, of the pandemic starting? She had the title and lost it after? Am I, am I wrong on my timeline with her? Uh, she won it before the pandemic. And when, when did she to defeat her? Uh, during. During the – so, yeah. So I feel a like double was, or nothing. I feel like there was that, that, that cusp of her because there was a live crowd, no live crowd. I feel like the live crowd could have helped get her over more. Uh, we talked about it earlier, though. It looks like they're trying to make take the right steps to fix the women's division. But I feel like if they if they were stronger on the tag side and the women's division, it definitely could have been an A or close <laughs> to an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm with you guys, B+. Plus. Overall, I think the highlights are, one, again, creating an alternative that no one has been able to do in 20 years and also not following a formula that used to work in the past, like, what TNA did by let's get Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff and Randy Savage and all the guys who retired and Hall of Famers to come run our promotion. Hmm. AEW has the Arn Andersons, the Taz's, the Tully Blanchards, but they know how to utilize them correctly to put over the younger yeah. talent. The highlight, the biggest highlight for me from AEW is that I got introduced to Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy. I got to see Eddie Kingston at his best, Pentagon, Phoenix, um, uh, MJF, the best uh, heel in the mm-hmm. business right now. So that was my, that's my biggest highlight is who I've been introduced to because yeah. of what all the elite wrestling has done on Dynamite over the past year. So all in all, solid first year for the company. Uh, and here's to many, many, many more. So with that being said, let's talk about the WWE draft. Let's change the total mood of the night. And talk about the friggin' 2020 WWE draft. Well, this is going to make me happy. This is great. Oh, so yeah. Okay. So you, good. You sound so, so good. excited. So good. Um, it's, worth, it's laughable. That, that's <laughs> a good point. La- laughable, underwhelming, boring. Like, they, they made it a point to say every champion, like, no champion is safe. Every champion can be drafted. But yet, the only cha- every single singles title stayed on their brand. Only the tag team champions switched brands, and they handed each other the belts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. My, my my brand is blue, and I have a red belt. Oh, I think I need to take your blue. Like wow, talk yeah, about you- the fucking easy way out. Here you go. Like that was their opportunity to do what I have been saying for years: unify the fucking tag titles, have one tag title between raw and smackdown yep you're the tag division is too small to have two belts mm-hmm. uh, two two sets of belts it's way too small mm-hmm. that was an opportunity for them a missed opportunity for them to unify those titles have, I, the, I have both those teams wrestle right then and there 
One yeah. set of champs. That's where I thought it was going. And yeah, then man. they smacked the tip. Huge you know what that means? Smack the tip. Let me give you guys a visual. Pa! Smack the tip. That's what that means. Thanks for the visual. This is yeah, a radio show. I know. Yeah. I, I, need, I needed you guys to watch that. Oh, to see that. Know. That's all. Anyway. I don't know about you, Wade. I, I need to unsee that. Yeah, yeah. This is so. a PG show, man. What are you doing? <laughs> well, actually, uh, I, I always make sure I add to the parental advisory when I upload the show. Anyway, guys. From right now. So, all right. Let's do a quick rundown on who went to Raw or stayed on Raw, who went to SmackDown, and who has not been drafted yet. So Ooh. right now, right now, the 22 men on Raw are Drew McIntyre, the current champion. Bobby Lashley, U.S. champion, R-Truth, 24-7 champion. Mm. And we have AJ Styles, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, the original bro, Matt Riddle, Jeff Hardy, Keith Lee, Ricochet, Elias, Sheamus, Angel Garza, Humberto Carrillo, Drew Gulak, Tucker, Dabakato, Titus O'Neil, Akira Tozawa, Riddick Moss, Arturo Rujas, and Eric from the Viking Raiders. Uh, Viking experience. No, Viking Raiders. Um, the women are Asuka, who's your current champ, Charlotte Flair, Naomi, which is a huge get for Raw. And I think that should have been – she should have went to Raw a long time ago. Uh, Alexa Bliss, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, and Lana. Tag teams and factions, The New Day, minus Big E. Because mm. The New Day is one of three tag teams that was broken up. Um, then we have the Hurt Business, the Miz, uh, the yeah, sorry, Miz and Morrison, Retribution, minus Mercedes Martinez, we'll get to that in a minute, and Lucha House Party, who was also uh, broken up, where it was just Lince Dorado and Grandma Talik. Uh, women's and the women's tag teams, they actually have this listed as women's I, tag teams. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, who are your current champs, and Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Two women's tag teams. Anyway, SmackDown. No, 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 no. Four singles competitors that they have nothing to fucking do with. Right, because they Mm -hmm. broke up the Iconics. So over on SmackDown, the men are the current champion, Roman Reigns, the IC champion, Sami Zayn. And then you have Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Big E, Aleister Black, Apollo Crews, Otis, from the heavy from heavy machinery, because that's another team that has been broken up as well, who is also still your current money in the bank champion. Murphy, Kalisto, Lars Sullivan, who made his return, King Corbin, and Shorty G. The women are Bailey, your current champion, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Natalia, Billy Kay, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. Men's tag teams, Street Profits, who are the current SmackDown champions. Cesaro and Nakamura, Ziggler and Rude, and Ray and Dominic Mysterio are listed as a tag team mm-hmm, on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And women's tag teams, the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Oh, so that means they're the champions? No, that means they're the only women's oh. tag team on the brand and can I, only fight Baszler and Nia Jax if they come to SmackDown. I feel, I, I feel like yeah. SmackDown is a better show on paper right now. Right. Even though more of my favorites are on Raw. I mean, look at the, the names. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Kevin Owens. First of all, Zayn, Rollins, Bryan, and Owens. It's a Ring of Honor reunion right there mm-hmm. on SmackDown. 
if you look at the top names on Raw, you got McIntyre, Lashley, Styles, Wyatt, Orton, Braun Strowman, Hardy, Matt, uh, Jeff Hardy, maybe Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. I, I would definitely, I would definitely put Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Uh, I think, I think this is an opportunity for them to make Keith Lee and Matt Riddle on Monday Night Raw because you just ran down the lists mm-hmm. of the big names, and there aren't, in my opinion, AJ still at the top of the fucking mountain, right. but there aren't as many big names on a much larger show. I right. think Keith Lee and Matt Riddle stand to have monster years on Raw. I think that's a great move for them. Mm-hmm. More exposure, more time, more spread out talent, and to be perfectly honest, more people down the bottom of the card on Raw that they can feed them to. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so, Wade, do you agree with Maddie that he feels like SmackDown sounds like a stronger, stronger roster on paper? Better wrestling show. Yeah. Better wrestling show always has been better. SmackDown yep. is the better show, hands down. It's been that way for years, and it always will be. I would much rather tune into SmackDown than Raw, and that's mm-hmm. how I've always felt. They have a great amount of talent, and guess what? SmackDown actually uses their talent properly. It may not be in the right order now due to COVID and all the, the, this whole situation, but you got some bangers on that list if you run through who you got. You got... You know who's the stand on that list that we're not even like remotely thinking about? Bianca Belair. Uh, that's on where I was going to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Look at that name itself. And we all know, we've all watched NXT. We watched the Mayan Classic. We know that Bianca Belair is a star. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She is going to kill it in, on SmackDown. And yeah. can't uh, run down who she could face now. Who, wait, who, who, who on SmackDown? But mm-hmm. besides Bailey and Sasha Banks, you have Carmella, Natalia, Billy Kay, Tamina, and Zelina Vega. Those are all W's. All W's. All W's for her. And, yeah. and give me Bianca versus Sasha at WrestleMania. Shh. Shut it down. Yep. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. That, we'll no, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's the match that I'm interested in seeing the most is Belair and Banks. That's the match that I want to see at some point. Uh, yep. I'm happy that the two of them are pro- hopefully going to cross – cross paths uh very very soon yeah even if they wwe it up and make it a triple threat with bailey it's mm -hmm. still gonna be a banger that's i I, i'm I'm over them doing that but if they're gonna do that those top three women are that's big time that's big time right there Mm -hmm. one thing wwe does well is triple threat women's matches so you can keep giving me triple threats and i'll i'll be fine with it (laughs) they've Uh, all been very good they're great because of the performers. I want a one-on-one somebody pins. If Sasha Banks lays down and stares up at the sky for three seconds, is that slowing her down at all? No, no, no. Oh, it just no. makes whoever was laying on top seem more legit. I don't right. need Sasha to not lose, to lose or to not win, to lose. Fuck that. Give me lose two down. people. Let them duke it out. But if they're going to WWE it up, those are three women that can go. Definitely. Oh, four if you count Ruby Riot. Because let listen, I love the Riot Squad. I love them. They are a great group. Ruby is a dark horse. Thank she's you. come back from injury. Thank she's, you. She's ready to go. Give me, give me Bianca versus Ruby. Give me Sasha versus Ruby. Hell, yeah. give me Bailey versus Ruby at some point. B- Bianca and Ruby have had a run of matches on main event over the past few months as well. 
really one prior to them teaming up. But over on main event, they've had a run a run in the, the two of them. Even though they they were friends on Raw the <laughs> same week, they fought each other on main event. But mm-hmm. uh, regardless, they've been working together a lot on main events. So hopefully, that's something we could see in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the Riot Squad real quick. I don't want to harp on them because everyone knows I'm a, I'm a huge mark for them. But great move. They should have been drafted to SmackDown last year's draft, mm-hmm. but they stayed on Raw for one year too long. And I think this is definitely a, a great move for them. Uh, I still think it's an opportunity or there is an opportunity for the WWE women's division to maybe get rid of the tag titles and introduce a mid-card title. Cause I think Ruby riot could be a great women's mid-card champion. And that would be a great spot for, cause I don't know with right now with the Bailey's and the Sasha's and the Oscars and the Charlotte's and the Becky's, if, Ruby could be in that main event picture. Right, right. I love me some Ruby Riot, but I don't know if she's going to fit in that picture. But she, <laughs> she's someone where the title is going to make the wrestler. And unfortunately, with the, her booking, she needs some gold around her waist. Mm-hmm. And it has to be something with more prestige than the, these tag cha- these tag titles because they've done nothing to make this women's tag division mean anything. Now, it, would you? Joke. Would you bring out two mid-card titles, one for Raw, one for SmackDown, dissolve the two championship belts? Absolutely not. I mean, you can have, and this has happened before. I don't know if there's a history on it, but there was a women's secondary title at some point in WWF, right? Like an international or an uh, I think maybe a long That's time way ago. back in yeah, my archives. That's I way, back, way back. But yeah. you know what? You, can, I, I would, I want... <sighs> So what, a floater? Because this is now Fox and USA. You know, we can't have talent. Like, that's the one thing about the drafts now is the drafts are locked down because Fox is paying for certain talent. Mm. So, you know, they're they're still going to have that crazy invitational shit when they clear it. But, like, it would be hard to do a mid-card title for one and not the other unless it was going to be for the three-hour show. So I think think the Riot Squad loses anyway unless they – dissolve the two belts of the tag team and reinstate and them two separate. belts. But then, then there's four women's champions. No, that's, that's a lot of no. women's champions. Uh, don't make a secondary title. Cause you know, they'll give it to Charlotte. Oops. So I, I think what they should do, and you know, I, 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 I do, I do understand. Oops. Don't give it to Charlotte. Cause Yo, you know, she um, has to do everything <laughs> on the low. I miss Charlotte, man. I watched, uh, I watched some old school stuff. I watched the mm-hmm. very first, um, SmackDown live on, uh, on Fox mm-hmm. SmackDown live on Fox. There we go. The other day, just, Rewatched it because Rock cuts a hell of a promo. Becky Lynch was there and there were crowds and brought a tear to my eye to see all that shit again. But yo, bro, when Charlotte comes back, it's just going to step things up and you know it. Mm-hmm. I miss Becky Lynch too. Well, <laughs> r- r- real quick, fucker, Patty, breeder. L- l- let's talk about that now. So if, if they did dissolve the women's tag team titles, l- let's just say this is obviously fantasy booking right now. I- I've been saying it for a while. When they do the draft, there should be one heavyweight champion. Yep. Thank you. One yep. heavyweight champion for the men. One for the women that floats between the two shows. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to have two mid-card titles for the women, that's great because I think what WWE needs to do and they've been lacking over the past two, three, four, five, six years, mm-hmm. they're not building their mid-card scene at all to, to, to show that way we have a bigger pool of people that mm-hmm. can be in the main event scene. So if they get rid of so many heavyweight championships and make it one and one, one men's, one women's, Yep. And then you have your mid-carders. That's a great idea. 
So Vince, Triple H, Steph, Shane, if you're listening, book it. Yeah, wait, shoot, shoot on over to, to the WWE Performance Center. You're still down in Florida, yeah, right? I'm still down in Florida. I can you got your pass. You got your pass. Go into the Performance Center tomorrow. Talk to whoever you got to talk to. Yeah. Hey, listen, we'll we'll, we'll send you a certified letter on NNW uh, stationery. Come, come, coming coming soon to the marketplace. Coming soon to the marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. You know, dissolve dissolve a lot of the belts. You want to have you want to have 700 mid card belts like you have. That's fucking fine. Mm-hmm. But to have two champions for eat no yeah no there's no need. It's too much. Too much. It's too much. Um, I like I like the floating I like the floating champion. And then I mean because that mid card could even be a feeder for a number one contender. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we were talking about last week. Um, b- being able to cash in your mid card title for right the uh, X division uh, champion on uh, mm-hmm. Impact, uh, uh, yeah, yeah be, uh, it's just it's just one of those things where there's so many belts. Who gives a shit anymore? Mm-hmm. It, it's we're almost begging for more belts to help make people that we like more credible because WWE just hands out belts, right? Exactly. So, all right, let's go back to the draft itself. So, I don't want to harp on a lot of the bad things, but I do want to talk about the drafting to raw of retribution. There is no fucking logic behind this storyline. So you have retribution who is this, this gang of hooded vigilantes who was out to destroy WWE. They're hoodlums. Then they become exclusive to raw contracts too. Then they're given raw contracts and then raw drafts them. Like what the fuck? I, I think it was a missed opportunity to fix this story by retribution not being drafted, by retribution being free agents. Be like, oh, so now you're not going to give us a contract? Well, we, we can go now wherever we want. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know what they did with that. I'm just – I'm honestly at a loss for words. But the don't biggest – the biggest um, oh, my God moment that I saw was when they showed the graphic – Someone was missing from that graphic in Mercedes Martinez. But yet when WWE listed the members of Retribution, they listed all, uh, what was it, five members? Yeah, Six. five members, minus Ali. Right, okay. You know? So, and now all of a sudden Mercedes Martinez is just out of the group. Um, so I guess she's no longer in, in um, Retribution. So I guess we'll have to see. I mean, she obviously wasn't drafted, so is she going to end up back on NXT now? Uh, or maybe uh, I, I don't know i don't know what happened it, again it's like maybe she just missed school picture day maybe. no well you know what there have been talks like she's they're replacing her out the group because they want to keep it i guess to a certain number and always have the alluring mystery of the group so maybe she was just there for placement well, that's why, crazy. Why, that's crazy. They're going to keep it to a certain number. In the beginning, there was seventy-four of them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they still do that. Even even when when uh, Ali was mm-hmm. they were swarming. the potential leader, it was uh, Dio, Madden, Dijak, and Thorn with like ten other masked uh, masked wrestlers, masked hoodlums. You know, so I think a uh, missed opportunity. I, I don't know. Again, I'm still interested because I want to know what the payoff is, but I am not invested in what they're doing with retribution at all. Uh, but I do want to talk about some good things. Uh, I think the, the one biggest thing that I took out of the entire draft was that they kept Alexa bliss and Bray Wyatt together. And wow, did they make an impact yes. on raw? Wow. 
but missed opportunity. I wanted to see a program between Wyatt and Kevin Owens. I could have gotten behind that, and they did it for two weeks, but then they put Owens back over on SmackDown, and they, they split him up. I feel like they do that a lot whenever they do a draft. They'll have someone cross over, give you a little two-week appetizer. Oh, no, we're not going to get that feud. So now with the with the plate of people on Raw, who is Wyatt going to feud with? The only person... You know what? Oh, let me ask you guys that first. Who does Wyatt feud with? Drew. Drew. Drew's obvious. It's Drew. But is it? I think we can all agree. At least this is how I feel. Wyatt does not need to be the champion. Wyatt does not I don't like, need I don't like him as the champion. Yeah. Him, him carrying a title is just a prop. He doesn't need to be the champion. Only person that makes sense... There is one person on the Raw roster that makes sense to get into a feud with Wyatt that I'm surprised has not been in a feud with Wyatt yet since Wyatt uh, introduced the Fiend character, and that's Randy Orton. Because what has the Fiend done since he's been back? He's gone. He's gone after to. Uh, he's gone after people from his past. He's he's kind of rewritten history. He's tried, he tried to redo his past. Went after Cena, Braun Strowman. You know, Kane, all these other people, all these are legends. I think this is an opportunity for him and Randy Orton to have a real legitimate program with him versus The Fiend. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Does that not interest you? No. Nope. Nope. Uh, To be be perfectly honest, I, I like him wrecking house. I'm more interested in the Alexa Bliss angle. Right. You know, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I'm an Oscar guy. You know, I'm an Oscar guy through and through. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing the fiend be the power behind a dominant, hellacious Alexa Bliss. Let's let's talk about that. The power. Who do you? When Alexa Bliss and Wyatt have interacted over the past two, three weeks now on screen, who do you feel like is controlling who? Do you get a sense like? Someone's controlling the. I feel like Alexa Bliss kind of has something over Wyatt. Like Wyatt's. Well, yeah, obviously. Why, like if, Sister if, Abigail. That's what. Yeah, if you if know. if she is the surrogate for the Sister Abigail, then yeah, Wyatt's gonna march to her orders. That's what I'm saying. I I kind of like this. You know where mm. I I Alexa Bliss goes pure fucking evil and has the fiend standing behind her to let her do whatever she wants. Yeah. How awesome, though, was that attack on Andrade and Zelina? Right. The the double was poetry. So good. And Alexa Bliss doing the whole in the corner, uh, hanging her head backwards, upside down. Mm -hmm. So fucking awesome. What an awesome scene that was. Um, Wade, what are your thoughts, man? Again, women's wrestling. You got Alexa Bliss back on Raw with the likes of Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Naomi, Peyton Royce. Uh, I think the raw roster is is pretty stacked. I mean, you can maybe leave Lana off the list, but oh, you mean the new number one contender? That was literally just to get eyes on the season premiere, okay? <laughs> and I guarantee you, you know what's going to happen to Lana before her match? Fucking Nia Jax is going to smell and drop her to the fucking table. table. Damn! <laughs> 
Okay. That's what's going to happen. Right, anyway, <laughs> but so what are your thoughts man, on Alexa and Wyatt on Raw and Alexa Bliss and her stance possibly in this women's division? I feel this is the most valuable contender for Oscar's title now, the biggest threat other than Charlotte Flair, mm-hmm. who has it, who will be back sooner or later. Um, I love what they're doing. I mean, seeing the Fiend and, and I almost said Harley, Fiend and Alexa, it reminds me of the Joker and Harley Quinn. That mm-hmm. whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, WWE was like, let's take the Joker Harley storyline. And everybody knows that storyline if you're a big comic fan. And have the game where who's playing the strings on who? Is the fiend pulling the strings on her or is it the other way around? Is there a, see, we're having theories right now, but we don't know the true end game for all this. And right now, what we're getting is two people who we wouldn't expect to be in this position together making a beautiful work it is everything you want in wrestling it's wrestling at its mm-hmm. finest horror comic books it's everything we love in one shot it's beautiful and i'm telling you if a lot wait does is Ante defending her title to hell in the cell yet has that been announced yet no nah, she doesn't have a, a contender yet for uh, alexa bliss and alexa bliss will be raw women's champion either at hell in a cell or at survivor series Wow, bold statement. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, listen, I, I'd like to see that. I would mm-hmm. totally like to see it because Alexa Bliss Hell yeah. is, uh, was a sleeper years ago when she came mm-hmm. out from NXT. Loved her at, as champion. Look at what yep. she's done. Love her as champion. She's been on the main roster. You know, a phenomenal job. I, I love where you're going with that. Let's talk about uh, a couple moves that went to SmackDown. We've been seeing this storyline unfold on Raw between – Seth Rollins, Murphy, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio. And all parties, just mentioned, have all been drafted to SmackDown. I don't think this story is going to be over now. I think they're still going to continue this storyline between Seth and Rey and Murphy and Dominic and uh, probably with the rest of the Mysterio family. Because both Seth and Mysterio made it a point to mention each other in their promos. You know, Rollins comes to SmackDown. Hey, now that you're on SmackDown, oh, I'm finally away from the Mysterio family. And then, boom, there's Ray and Dominic backstage. He thinks it's over. It's not over. It's like, well, shit. I mean, yeah, it had some legs with the whole, um, what's the daughter's name? Aaliyah? Aaliyah mm-hmm. and Murphy angle. That was kind of cool. It had something. But the whole Seth thing, uh, Seth can do so much more right now. And I feel like he's kind of been backed into a corner for – since before August, before SummerSlam, um, it's been a great feud between him and Rey Mysterio. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like it's just kind of dragging on now. Uh, wh- what do you think, Maddie? I, I don't know. I, I <clears throat> at face value, I almost got to disagree a little bit. Um, it's long-term storytelling, which we've been asking for. It's a legit feud. It's you can't call it a blood feud because of the eye. By the way, we had blood on WWE TV this week. Mm-hmm. To open it up, SmackDown opens with with blood. Come on, yeah. that never that yeah, never well, happens. First of all, so great fair. match, Sheamus and, and Big E in a false count anywhere. Great oh, match, God. great match, great fucking match, In, incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy Sheamus is back and doing really good stuff. I mean, you got to figure that stuff he did with Jeff Hardy and the stuff he's doing here. Sorry, Monday Night Messiah on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like it. I like it a lot. I, I you know. Um, you're not going to thrust Seth into the title picture right now because the last title run ended very poorly for him. 
He made a solid heel turn, and he's had a hard feud with some people. He's also helping to make Dominic. I think Rollins is, you know, you look at him and he's still young, but Rollins is that veteran. You know, you got guys like Rollins. You got guys like AJ Styles. You know, guys that are the best at their craft, helping to make other and newer stars. Um, I kind of like this, and I really kind of hope that they trim some of the fat, being that it's a two-hour program. <clears throat> the uh, Mysterio, the whole Mysterio family, and and um, the Monday Night Messiah and his disciples at the time, which got cut down to just Murphy. Um, it filled a lot of time. It was a big, long piece. Seth would come out and right. cut long promos, get interrupted. Things would happen. He'd speak with a cadence. Uh, I'm hoping that the feud continues and even maybe escalates the violence. Obviously, Fox does not have an issue with two guys fighting in a parking lot, bleeding all over each other. Right. Uh, that, that's something that USA has had a problem with for a long time. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. You know, Seth isn't, in my mind, in the right spot right now for a title shot. Um, Ray doesn't have anything else going on but helping his kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Murphy and Dominic are getting a rub from legitimately and arguably the greatest mask wrestler of all time. And, uh, you know, with, with the exception of the fact that, you know, uh, a Kenny Omega is still out there in the world and, you know, an AJ Styles is on the same program and Finn Balor's under the same roof, arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. Agreed. You know, D- Dominic and Murphy are getting the best situation they can. I, and I, I also like the fact that it's the Mysterio family. So, you know, you're not getting a whole lot of like, oh, my, my daddy told me to come out here and wrestle. No, right. they're both fighting for, for family. They're both fighting for family honor, and they're fighting side by side. Not so much dad sticking up for son or vice versa. Um, right. You know, I, I, I hate to be so long-winded about it, but I think there's a lot more depth in this story, and there's a lot more that they can uncover. Seth will get his run again at the title. Absolutely. He is a top-quality guy. He's a blue chipper. He's the kind of guy that, you know, obviously they put the company on his back. What was that? Was that 2016 that was plagued by all the injuries? 15, 16, I think. It was 15, 16. 15, 16. Rollins ran that company mm-hmm. for, 50, for 104 weeks. For almost two years, Rollins put that company on his back. He yeah. can do it again. I think right now he's helping to make a star, give maybe one of the greatest of all time a super super farewell if this continues to build to a fever pitch if somebody were to say to you that this is gonna be Rey Mysterio's last Wrestlemania he's gonna fight Rollins for the family honor there and it's gonna build from now until then would you buy into that yeah yeah Oh, you guys don't seem as excited yeah. as I am. Okay. Uh, well then maybe maybe I just see it differently. I, I think I think there's a little bit more to this story. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it continue. I respect your point, Madden, but listen, to be honest, the only thing is I'm gonna take from this is SmackDown will write and hand this story better than Raw for the three hours. Yeah, SmackDown is can <laughs> SmackDown will make me care. It's gonna trim Smackdown, the fat. It's gonna exactly. be tighter. It's gonna, it's gonna be tighter. And consent. It's gonna be boom, boom, boom. Here we yep. go. Move on. Next week, boom, 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 move on. It's going to be what they're basically doing with Ray, uh, Jay and Roman. It's mm-hmm. it's sped up very quickly, but it's put together beautifully mm-hmm. and a nice package for you. Oh, nobody puts together a better video package than WWE. They have the greatest technical staff on earth. Right. The, the stories that they can tell with the footage that's already happened, it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, you know, going back to Rollins, I think uh, overall Rollins moving to SmackDown was a good decision by WWE. Rollins has been on Raw now for what the, what, the past two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this it's move funny. for Rollins on SmackDown was a great move. Uh, a couple other moves that I feel were very strong was, um, let me see, uh, putting Aleister Black on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mm-hmm. do, I do, mm-hmm. I do like how Aleister Black and Kevin Owens are both on the blue brand now. So I wonder if they're going to continue that storyline. Which I'm still I'm okay with that too, but oh, I think yeah. Alistair Black moving to the blue brand is a really good move for him and his character. It's a smaller roster, gives him more time to shine, mm-hmm. uh, get him in a mm-hmm. in a mid card feud with someone like a Sami Zayn for that IC championship. You know, I can see some big things for him develop his character too. I mean, besides the besides the come knock on my door, he's just a great wrestler. They haven't developed right. him at all on the main roster. Right, exactly. So yeah, they have he hasn't had the opportunity to. He was really big when he was teaming with Ricochet, mm-hmm. and then when they put made him singles after the last year's draft, they didn't really know what to do with him. Oh wait, wasn't Alistair Black on SmackDown for a bit? And then during the shakeup, he got moved or something. He was with Ricochet on a tag team, and they were they were just they can go wherever they, they were want. back and forth, right? They were okay. back and forth. They can go wherever they right wanted. So they uh, were doing they were doing both shows every week. And, and in the NXT. beginning, they were doing both shows and NXT every week. Exactly. For, yeah, that was like six weeks, man. That's crazy. Those guys are nuts. Yeah. In one week, they they, they had a a, t- a championship shot at, on Raw, NXT, and on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all oh, that mania weekend. That's mania yep, weekend. That was mania weekend. Titles. Yep. Um, all right, so let's let's go over to Raw now. We touched on these two wrestlers, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Yes, both on Monday Night Raw. Uh, great spot for them. I feel like they bought Keith Lee up too soon. I feel like if you wanted to bring him up, draft him. Uh, I feel okay. like this would have made a little more sense. I am actually shocked at how late. Keith Lee showed up in the draft, though. Uh, th- it killed him. It killed yeah. him. It that killed him. that late pick was 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 not a good move. I was shocked at how late. But uh, he should he should have gone number one overall. Mm-hmm. He, I agree. He, he he comes up and Lesnar puts him over at the Rumble. Mm-hmm. He he has a, a double championship run. He relinquishes a championship, has an okay run there, comes up, is devastating, gets in everybody's face, and then goes in like the Tom Brady spot of the draft. Come yeah. on, man. He he uh, comes up, makes an impact. He he beats Randy Orton clean, clean. On, at a pay-per-view in his first pay-per-view a week after mm-hmm. SummerSlam to then really to then have a, a match against Braun Strowman that ends in a double countout and then uh, uh, drafted late. Like I don't don't shocked. don't fuck up Keith Lee, man. Yeah. Don't it's, fuck it's gonna up be Keith bad. Lee. I think they're not I listen, I, I have a theory to this. Okay. What's the theory? All right, it's your Tom you just said a name that is synonymous with being drafted low and then showing everybody ha ha I told you so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keith Lee's oh, gonna you be think that he's, first. He's gonna use that fire? Exactly. And okay. Braun's the first victim. See, that's another one of those situations. If I, I, I will buy into that. Wait, I like it. I will now give it the wait and see. Because yep. right. I, I know you guys don't watch talk, talking smack and all that, but there was a beautifully done old school WWF interview where they had Braun and Keith talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And Keith was, Braun, Braun said he respected Keith. He did. He said, he said, but I'm the only one monster around here, and blah, blah, blah. 
Right. And Keith, and Keith basically told him, Loki, like, listen, I don't want to be a monster. He's like, but if we're going to have it this way, I'm the, I'm the fire breathing dragon that's going to take down the monster. Mm. I went, you got me. <laughs> okay. And I love I loved Keith Lee already, but mm-hmm. what he that promo he kept against Braun, ooh, yeah. I, I see nothing but he's going to be champion soon. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. He has uh, a bright future ahead of him. Look at what he did on NXT prior to him coming up to the main roster. I mean, he needs to catch that same magic in a bottle on the main roster really soon to really uh, lift off, to rocket strap his career. Give it to him and leave it on him. I've been a fan and I've been an advocate for the Drew McIntyre title run. Uh, You know, not, not the greatest, but look at the situation. I think he's done a phenomenal job right. connecting with people at home, looking in the camera and all that other stuff for the very first time. I'm going to agree with you guys. I, I would have, I would have drew drop it to Keith Lee and I would have Keith Lee go all the way through mania and retain. Mm. Right. Now, uh, now we mentioned earlier about the lack of tag teams. What if they just put Keith Lee and Matt Riddle in the tag team? Cause those two have teamed up in the past on the Indies and everything. Uh, oh, the glorious two, bros. The glorious bros. bros. Ooh. I, I don't I don't hate it if they're if they're if they're going to feature them if they're going to give them the the uh, the bar treatment you know the the the, the Cesaro and uh, Sheamus situation mm-hmm. I, I don't hate it these are two guys that the main roster faithful might not be familiar with again that's why I think Raw's a good move more TV time more opponents more people that they can let them beat mm-hmm. I, I don't want that to happen by any means. Because then in WWE, when you're a tag team, you get lost in, in the mid-card world, lower mid-card world, where you only right. get a few minutes here and there. And if you're not a comedy act, I mean, even even the Viking Raiders have become a comedy act. Mm-hmm. It, it's, you know, the, the war machine is eating drumsticks and, and wah, wah, when a girl likes I, uh, Ivar and not Eric. Like, right. It's it's a fucking joke. So if they're going to treat him well, let him run with the belts for a little while, really shine up those pennies, I'm fine with that. Other than that, put put the mid-card belt on Riddle, put the big belt on Lee, and let some new stars be born. Right. They they can't give them the Good Brothers treatment and have no, on no, no. Dr. Overcoats and uh, talk about, yeah. Uh, ball juice. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So let's talk about the... Two superstars, only two superstars that were not drafted, that were eligible to be drafted in uh, either of the two pools that were announced for SmackDown and Raw. And those two superstars are Andrade and Mickey James. Uh, I feel like I don't think I'm not looking too much into it. I don't Mm. think it was like, oh, they just forgot to. I feel like they both just have personal reasons for not being drafted. I, I heard that Mickey James broke her nose and she had to get surgery. And we all know it's not, no secret Andrade and Charlotte are engaged to be married. Charlotte's been off TV for a while. Maybe he wants to take some time off. But I think Wade heard a mm. rumor about uh, Andrade. So, Wade, would you please share this rumor? Now, listen, us at NNW, we don't deal with rumor and innuendo. But if the rumor sounds good, <laughs> then we're going to go with it. We, we don't go with spoilers. We go with speculations. <laughs> we, go with speculation. we go with speculations. We don't, we don't do spoilers around here on NNW because we are the classy joints around here. We're, we're, we're lavish we're, around here. We're lavish. We're classy gentlemen. But the rumors were speculating before that Andrade was leaving the company. False. 
the big speculation is he will be going back to the yellow brand NXT mm. and, and show some dominance. And you know what? I wouldn't mind him being joining a certain faction and trying to be the leader. Oh, L- Legato Ooh. Del Fantasma? Mm-hmm. I like told, it. Yeah. Uh, please sign me up. I, I said it from day one. Even like when Andrade and was with Angel mm-hmm. and Zelina, I'm like, put the three of them with Legado del Fantasma, and there is your Los Ignorables de America. Mm-hmm. Right? I love it. Yeah. Give him, I, give him Damian Priest's belt and let him, mm-hmm. let him lead a faction. Yeah. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I'm hoping Andrade will get his footing wherever he ends up. But, uh, He's so good. I'm not He's looking so into good. it too much. So Mi- good. Mickey James, too. She will end up somewhere because it was announced when we talked about it last week. The rules said anyone who is uh, mm-hmm. not drafted has the option to go to whichever brand of their choosing. So she's just she's just way too valuable, too. Right. Yeah, she's way too valuable to live yeah. You have so much young talent in the women's roster. Oh. You need someone like Mickey James to help put them over. Yeah, well, I, I, backstage too. I mean, she she's been producing and, and coaching and things like that. And then, like uh-huh. you said, if somebody needs a big time credible win, or if somebody, I mean, Mickey James has been doing it so long, she can hide a lot of shortcomings with other people. She could right. probably eke a decent match out of Alana or a returning Eva Marie, or I don't know how you know team Mickey James up with anybody, and they've got to be better than what I like to call the bathroom break. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. um, or or put her or put her on a yellow brand and have her go up against some young up and comers, and that adds another face to that women's division. And let's not forget when Mickey James first returned, <laughs> it was on NXT to See, face Oscar, the mm-hmm. best women's division in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, touch on a couple other active superstars who are still under contract, might not have been on, maybe not on television, maybe some are injured, but are active and under contract. I shouldn't say active, I'm sorry, under contract, but not available in the pools. That would be Becky Lynch, Mm. Jimmy Uso, Mm. Ivar, Sonya Deville, Edge, Jinder Mahal, Samoa Joe, even though he's on commentary, I know. Hmm. Ojo hmm. Raleigh, Forgotten Sons, and Bo Dallas. Oh, and uh, and I guess you could say Big Show. So it was interesting to see what happened <laughs> with those wrestlers. I mean, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I mean, Edge, I guess I can see because he's been off TV for a while. And they're probably going to try and make his return a surprise again. Becky Lynch, who knows when or if she's going to come back. Sonya Deville is going to be back soon enough. I don't see her being gone for too long. Uh, Jinder Mahal, I know he unfortunately came back and then got injured again very quickly. Yeah. I think Jinder Mahal is being plagued with the the uh, the injury bug, and I'm hoping he does make a return soon. Yeah, uh, yeah I, forgot- I like me some Jinder. Yeah, and the Forgotten Sons, you know. I mean, they have been forgotten yet again because Ooh. Jackson Riker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jackson Riker made some yeah. stupid comments. Act like an idiot. Idiot shit happens to you. And that's what yeah. happens. Which sucks too, because they would have been something to add to the tag division. I've gotten to see the Forgotten Sons live, front row at an NXT yeah. show, and uh, Cutler and Bla- and um, wow, Blake, Blake. Yes, thank you. Blake and Cutler are not a bad tag team. Those are both very good wrestlers. Watching them live, I was very very impressed and. 
I just think they have to rework their their character, their gimmick. You know, the Forgotten Sons. Yes, you were forgotten. So come up with something different. Uh, but we'll have to see what happens with those. I, I want more. I want more Bo Dallas. I loved Bo Dallas. I loved him when he was the NXT champion. No, I love Bo. I love Bo Dallas on the main roster. Hey, there, there needs to be a something. There need you gotta Bo leave. There needs to be a Bo Dallas. There needs to be a Santino Morella. There, there needs to be that guy. And our truth is absolutely killing it. But he's the only one. Our, our truth. Oh hell yeah. National Hell treasure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our, National treasure. Our true, truth was going to be my last pick when I thought we were going to do less than a dozen people drafted. Our truth was going to be in my 10 or 11 picks right. because he's gold. But come on, Bo Dallas was great, man. Well, and he, I mean, and he's got the lineage. The, the guy can actually wrestle too. He just didn't have the charisma. So I need, right. I need Blake away from the Forgotten Sons and I want a Blake and Murphy reason. Mm. Ooh, Blake and Murphy, yeah. Now, the- correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Wade. Were they the first ever NXT Tag Team Champions? Uh, were they? Mm, I think, I think Because so. I know they were Tag Champions when Alexa Bliss was their manager, but I don't remember if they were the first evers or not. I think but, they were the first. <clears throat> but, fam, please do some research for us and uh, t- tweet at us and let us know. But... You know, we're talking about this draft and how boring it was, underwhelming it was. They should have done things differently. But if you want to talk about a much better draft. Yeah, man. Our draft was dope. Our draft was dope. It is dope. It will forever be dope. And I think you wanted to uh, take a page out of the Good Brothers book and call it the worst draft ever, which I'm totally cool with that. (laughs) We're going to brand it as the NNW worst draft ever. But we decided... Just for the for, for the fun of the game, for shits and giggles, some may call it. We're going to continue our draft, and we're going to draft the remaining roster that we have left in our pool. Speed so rounds. We're going to do some speed rounds. We each are going to have, what did I say, 10, 11, 11. 11 picks each remaining. And there are still two more uh, wild cards remaining. One free agent, one wild card, which we'll get to that later. So very quickly, the remaining male superstars are Akira Tozawa, Apollo Cruz, Humberto Carrillo, Murphy, Rey Mysterio, Elias, Shorty G, Lars Sullivan, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Killian Dane, Velveteen Dream, Arturo Ruaz, Dabakato, and Riddick Moss. The females, we have Billy Kay, Dana Brooke, Lana, Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, Natalia, Zelina Vega, Carmella, Tamina, Aliyah, Jessamine Duke, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Marina Shafir, Raquel Gonzalez, Zia Lee. Tag teams and factions, we have the Forgotten Sons, Lucha House Party, Legato Del Fantasma, and Danny Lorgan and, I'm sorry, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. So, with that being said, we're going to do a quick gentleman's round of odds and evens to determine who goes first. So when I say odds evens says shoot on shoot you put out your out of your even you ready you googled that shit didn't you no that's how you play the game man <laughs> okay o- only a gentleman would know that all right oh please please come on Gen- oh, wait, who, whose idea was the odds evens followed by rock paper scissors you want to start talking shit i'll throw it back uh, all right so you ready here we go 
Get your fists ready. That's what she said. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good, one. Good uh, one, Michael. There's our anyway. Uh, so write down the time for the edit. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, we already had the parental advisory. We're good. All right, ready? Yep. Odds, evens, says, shoot. Odd man out. That's Maddie. Maddie goes first. So Raw goes first. All right, Wade, you and I, we're going to do a quick gentleman's game of rock, paper, scissors. Ready? Okay. I'll do the same thing. Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. And on shoot, we throw it out. Ready? All right. Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. Yeah. All right, let's do it again. Ready? Redo. Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, says, shoot. You got me. Got you. All right, so Raw goes first, NXT next, and then SmackDown will take the third pick. So, without further ado, drum roll, please. Matty G, who is Monday Night Raw's First draft pick of the fourth round. First of the rest. The first uh, of the rest. I'm taking Killian Dane. Ooh. All right. Ooh. All yeah. fuzzy Killian Dane. All fuzzy all day. I like that. All right. Well, NXT now gets the second pick, and I am going to go with Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> look, look at what the... <laughs> I feel like as long as you're they're going to push injured, him to the moon, they're going to they're going to push him like they wanted to do last year. Did we notice though when Lars Sullivan made his return, he returned the same way he debuted at last year's draft, where he shows up during the draft on both yeah. brands mm-hmm. and then he ends up on a brand, same exact way. So SmackDown Blue Brand, who do you got? Raquel Gonzalez. Ooh, oh. there goes my. Very good pick. Uh, also one of my picks. Same. All right. So, Raw, who are you taking out for your second pick? Just because I'm interested and she's gone, I'm going to take Xylee. I'm interested Ooh. to see what's going on. Mm. Yeah. She had, she had a uh, chat with she, William Regal. If you guys follow her on her Instagram, she has been working out, getting jacked, sexy as all hell, and the fact that she confronted... Uh, William Regal with her translator who actually translated everything and I think in Japanese it seemed like. Uh, I think they're going to do something big with Xia Li moving forward. Yeah, that's why I'm pretty. Yeah, very, very good pick. Uh, my second pick, I'm going with Murphy. Bringing mm. Murphy over to NXT. Nice. All right. Now, Brother Wade on SmackDown, who are you taking? I'm taking Isaiah Swerve Scott. Very, very good pick. Uh, Definitely future Cruiserweight champion. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Cruiserweight champion, Jordan Devlin has made his return to NXT UK with the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. So I'm interested to see how that story unfolds, Mm -hmm. considering he still can't travel out here. (laughs) But I do like how they're continuing that story. Uh, Let's go back to Monday Night Raw. Who is your third pick of round four? Strictly because I like him and he always gets put into big spots, Elias. Elias. WWE stands for? Woke with With Elias. Elias. Talk about great branding right there. That that was perfect. Woke with Elias. Brilliant. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. I do like the mean streak that he has now. I'm I'm, Mm -hmm. kind of behind this, you know. 
I'm looking forward to his concert this week. It's been a while. Yeah. So uh, SmackDown, I'm sorry, NXT. Who am I? NXT. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to add to our women's division. I'm going to draft Carmella. Mm. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with her new character, but I feel like they've been pushing her. Yep. So I want to see what they do with her. Yeah, she was on my highlighted list. All right, Brother Wade, who you got, man, for your third pick of round four? Uh, Booyaka, Booyaka. <laughs> Ray, Ray Mysterio. Mysterio. Got to have that Hall of Famer. Another one of my picks, which I'm going to have to take him off my list now. All right. I, I have gone I've gone really far outside on a couple of these. I'm gonna continue to do that. I'm gonna take Yabba Dabba Doo Dabacato. Ooh, very Ooh. good pick. Good get. Uh don't question, is Raw Underground even still a thing? It hasn't been on in a couple of weeks, I feel like. Uh I'd like to hope not. I think they really shot themselves in the foot with the bell and the sound effects and the graphics and the when when they had the smoke coming out the door in the beginning and the, the, yeah. the stupid girls dancing and it was poorly lit and nobody had on shirts and it was just kind of like, yeah, cool. It felt like Fight Club. And then, uh, yeah, and then cool. It, it felt like Raw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But when they drafted him, they, they were saying, you know, like Dabakato of Raw Underground fame. Like, yeah. Seriously? Hey, man, they, they push monsters. They do. And they do. And right now they got a lot. You got oh, your yeah. Lars Sullivan, your Don Cato, your Braun Strowman, your Keith Lees. Mm-hmm. You got them. Mm-hmm. All right, moving over back to NXT now. My fourth pick of the fourth round. I'm bringing over to add to my tag team division a strong faction called Legato del Fantasma, which is also uh, with uh, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde since I already have uh, Santos Escobar anyway on NXT with the Cruiserweight Championship. Moving over to the blue brand, SmackDown, who is your fourth pick? I'm going to take Lorcan and Birch. Oh! Yeah, very strong too, uh, <laughs> especially for your tag division. Very, very good get. It's a good get. Uh, let's go over to Raw for your final pick of the fourth round. Who are you taking? Who you got? Uh, Shorty G. Under no, I'm just right. kidding. I'm totally oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you guys didn't know. You should have seen your face, Bones. You're like, oh, okay. Shorty right. J, I hope you're not listening to this episode. because We just <laughs> totally shit on you. It's not his fault. It's not. Yo, if he were anywhere, anywhere but main roster WWE, mm-hmm. he'd be a superstar. He would crush it in NXT. He would be devastating in Impact. He'd be, yeah. he'd fit right in. With uh, oh my god, could you imagine him and John Silver in AEW? Short oh my jet god. act Come dudes on. that can go. Come on, it's just, he's just in the land of the giants. It's not his fault. They got yeah. hey, and good for him, man. He's getting paid. Um, ah, shit. You know what? Um, just because I might need the points. No, I hate her. She, she I hate her more than anybody on the roster. I can't take her. Um, <laughs> damn. I'm gonna take Tazawa. He's another right. another little comedy guy. He seems, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be too long before we see the ninjas versus retribution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and j- just like Stephanie said, uh, Tozawa is Raw's resident ninja. <laughs> so now you have your resident ninja <laughs> to, 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 to fill out your roster, your talent. All right. So much. My final pick in round four is going to be Mandy Rose. Do me a favor. Take the whole fucking tag team, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, they're only two single stars. They don't have a tag team name or a tag team finisher. Bathroom break. They do. Oh, they're called the, the golden, bathroom break. The golden showers. I, I told you that like four times, oh, man. I sent you the, the text. Showers. Yo, that's fucked up. But I guess they are blondes. And, you hey, know, some people they, are into that thing. Carmella is. What she's saying. Wait, what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of our podcast is brought to you by shit we're wishing wouldn't get dug up later in our lives. Ooh, right? Uh. <laughs> Talk about going off the rails. All right, let's run, run down our quick round four picks. Uh, Maddie, who do you have over on the Raw, on the raw brand? Wait, I didn't make my fourth pick. Oh, shit. I'm sorry, brother. Wait, who, uh, your final pick, fifth pick. I'm taking four. Natty. Natty, there you go. She's my most hated. I, she, I, she, but she's the most winningest. Well, that's yeah. why, man. She was on my list, but I just I can't draft her. All right, so Raw has Akira Tozawa, Dabakato, Elias Zia Lee. That's four. Where's your fifth? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I wasn't right. I was deleting them off the list as you as we were mentioning them. The draft is off the hedges. Wait, run it, run down it again. You got Tozawa. Yeah, Elias. Elias. Dabakato. Kato. Zia Lee. Zia Lee. That's four. You have wow. a fifth pick. How? You Everybody got five. Pick. Oh, yeah. I crossed them off instead of right and raw next to them. I took Killian Dane first overall. Oh, that's right. Killian yeah, Dane. Killian Dane. All, that's right. All fuzzy all day. All right. Whew. All right. NXT has yeah, told, drafted. Told you I was going to be a lot of fun tonight. <laughs> NXT has drafted in round four. Lars Sullivan, Murphy, Carmella, Legato Del Fantasma, and Mandy Rose. Mandy. SmackDown. Who is the blue brand? Who does the blue brand have for their fourth round? The blue brand has drafted Raquel Gonzalez, Isaiah Swerve Scott, the master of the 619, Rey Mysterio, Lorcan and Birch, the ones and twos, and closing it off with the queen of hearts, Natalia. Nice. All right, so we are down to our final, final picks. So, Raw, Red Brand, you go first. Uh, hopefully they write for her because she's super entertaining. Raw is going to take Billy Kay. Nice. Very, very good get. Let's see. I am going to take someone I'm actually surprised has not been drafted yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draft Velveteen Dream. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you can have him. <laughs> Can't think of anything away from him as as a talent, as a as a character. Uh, dude is still so charismatic, and I still think the dude is a future. I just think that they have to, um, they have to finally find him not guilty for these accusations. Be able to, if we could just kind of cl- clear the clear the air with him, so people wouldn't have such negative thoughts towards him. Uh, I, I hope that's I think- how it goes, but we'll have to wait and see. He's going to get found guilty of an ass beaten by Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, yeah. Tommaso, all, all Tommaso said in that vignette was, "I'm going to kill him," and got up and walked out of the room. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. All right. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Promo. NXT promo. is so good. I know. Yeah. So fun. I'm going to kill him. Oh, I believe you. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Uh, let's go over to SmackDown. Who are you taking for their first pick in the fifth round, fifth and final round? Lucha House Party. <laughs> Ooh, that's Kalisto, yeah. Grandma Talik, and Lince A. Dorado. This Lucha. was prior to the real draft, so he gets all three. All right. 
<laughs> Heading on over to you, my man, Matty G on the Raw brand. Who is who are you taking? Who you, you know what? I've been I've been going crazy. I got I got my big dogs on my other list that I think we're gonna run with. However, we score this thing. Uh, I'm gonna take the long shot and I'm gonna go with James Storm. Ooh, so you're taking that free agent. All right, man. Awesome, dude. Do it. Beautiful. I like it. So that means there are no more free agents remaining. I was going to save those for su- surprises, but no surprise to us. We already talked about it last week. So mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. all you, man. Well, wait, who, who has Rude? Uh, you do, right, Wade? You drafted Bobby yeah. Rude? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, that way beer money comes back. Me and Wade are both in the points, baby. There you yeah, go. Beer money. Hell yeah. <clears throat> Alcohol, alcoholic currency. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it would have to be rebranded, of course. No, always. Oh, yeah, always. Um, all right. Uh, on NXT, adding to my women's division uh, and filling up my women's tag team division, I'm going to take on mm-hmm. Dana Brooke. Oh. I know. It hurts to do that, but I feel like they're really pushing Mandy and Dana, so... I figured if I keep the two of them, I, I might get some points for those you're, two. You're, you're a diehard Riot, uh, Ruby Riot fan. You won't take the rest of the Riot squad, but you'll take Dana Brooke. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, I'm going off of current booking right now, bro. No, no, smart, smart, smart. Go, go with the points early. Don't think about it long term there. Well, dude, every, every time I draft, all I do is make smart decisions. Notice how I said every time I draft. <laughs> this is my first time I ever fucking drafted. Anyway, Brother Wade over on the blue brand, who's your next pick? Uh, I want to take La Muneca. La Muneca. Oh, Zelina Vega. Good, good. Zalina really good pick. Strong would, pick. Yeah, she would mm-hmm. be one of my picks too because I think her now fully yeah. separated from Angel and Andrade and by herself on SmackDown is going to help her shine as the female talent that she really is. Uh, Maddie G, who do you have, man? Your third pick in round five. This is this is rough. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger on Apollo Crews. Damn. Hey, and he's over on SmackDown now, and I feel like with his run on Raw, SmackDown will do a lot with him. You know, we talked earlier about the current draft, how it's like a Ring of Honor uh, reunion with Rollins, Brian, Owens, uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, Can't forget about Apollo Crews. He was in Ring of Honor also for a short time. But it doesn't matter. His his size and his wrestling acumen will fit in well with that crew. Very Put him cool. in a match with Daniel Bryan. Have someone like DB pull over someone like Apollo Crews, Ooh. right? Oh, or or Biggie. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Big E, man. That's going to be awesome. All right. Uh, my next pick. Oh, man. See, I, I've been pretty good. I had my my choices all listed. Same. My, my entire fourth round, no one that I picked was chosen, so I got to do my entire list. <laughs> then I get now I get to my fifth round, and now my last three picks are already p- chosen. So where do I go from here? Last four picks, whatever. Where do I go from here? <clears throat> um, you know what? I'm 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 going to pull the trigger and uh, finish out the Riot Squad and bring Liv Morgan over to NXT. Nicely done. About time you step up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I'm surprised it took me that long to get her on, but I have to do it. I got to do it. Has to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, blue brand. Who do we who do we take next? Nobody meaner than Tamina. Oh God! Hey, she is always in Hell in a Cell. She is always in Elimination Chamber. That's what I meant. She is. She's she always is. in Battle Royals. 
Yeah, usually has usually has like six eliminations at least. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm just stalling. So, all right, so I'm looking at the list. We have one, two, three, four more male superstars to choose from. One, two, three, four, five, six more female superstars to choose from, and one forgotten tag team to choose from. And a wild card and, tag and a, team. And a wild card tag team. So yeah, <clears throat> uh, I'm 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 gonna go. Uh, I really can't, can I? You know what? I hate her to death, but she's always on television. I'm going to take Lana. You know what? She's she's always in some shit. And if if we, however we decide to uh, earn points, there's definitely a ton of ways she could earn points. She's in some kind of program with titles in 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 the the picture or feuds or something like that. So but, she, but she's always in vignettes. She's she's just she gets a lot of TV something. time. She's also always on Twitch, not Twitch, um, TikTok. Yeah, so you know because she's a TikTok star. Yeah, no, Has- I, I got hashtag boat. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> my next, <laughs> my next. He pick. just hooked himself off stage. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> anyway, and back to the show. Uh, my next pick. I'm taking Mustache Mountain to round out my, uh, my tag team division i hope they do a lot with them in nxt uk uh tyler Bate has not been back on television only trent seven's been a part of the heritage cup tournament but i uh again a fantastic tag team so great i think it's a good pick for my brand wade what are you going to do for your brand my brand is going to take the longest uh tenured star in nxt i'm taking Aaliyah. Mm. hey man she's on tv she's on tv with robert stone yeah Okay, real quick sidebar. Uh, Tony Storm's return to NXT against Aaliyah. Thought it was a great enhancement match. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I feel critical. I think Aaliyah got a little too much offense in, uh, but I think it was a great enhancement match. But I feel like it also was a forgotten, it's like a lost art, especially on like Raw and SmackDown, the enhancement matches like that. I think that was a great return for Tony Storm on NXT. All right. Hey, they, um, go go figure. Uh, if if she were on Raw or SmackDown, she would have a grand return and lose. And then, right? Yep. Wow, wow, what a concept, Maddie G. Who are you bringing over to the Raw side? I gotta tell you, I could really care less about almost everybody left. So I'm gonna I'm gonna basically draft to rep New Jersey. Uh, let's go with Casey Catanzaro. Nice, New Jersey represent. Good pick. For NXT, I am going to <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm kind of uh on the same boat. It's like wow, we're, re- we're literally down to like the the ashes at the bottom. Uh, uh uh who do I who do I pick? I have a pretty solid women's division right now. I'm pretty happy with that. I have some strong tag teams. Looking at my tag team list, I got Grizzled Young Vets, I got the Hurt Business, I got uh I got the New Day. I got Mustache Mountain. I'm just going to add to my 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 men's stars. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick them, Maddie. I'm bringing Shorty G over to NXT. Let's, uh, let's tweet him out. He was not last. He was not the last pick. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So now, Brother Wayne. <laughs> Too many of those kayfabe cocktails, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man. I've been home for a few hours, so. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there isn't a better shirt to be drinking in. Right? Wearing mm-hmm. Rockin' the Good Brothers shirt, Doc Gallows, Machine Gun, Carl Anderson, drinking my 
Steve Austin, Broken Skull IPA, El Segundo. El Segundo. Brewing All right, Brother Wade, who is SmackDown taking in their fifth pick of the fifth round? Caden Carter. Yeah. Yeah, good pick. Mm-hmm. She's on TV a lot, too. She's on TV. Uh, yeah, all the time. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, Bones uh, being hopeful. Um, I'm gonna round out my tag team factions with the Forgotten Sons. Ooh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll pick them up because if they do come back, they're gonna make a splash. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a big burly tag team coming in, they're gonna do something with them. Right on. All right, we are down to our final five picks. I am going to. I mm, this is a tough one. I'm gonna go with Arturo Ruas. Who has? Arturo Ruas. I hope I can't they, remember I, where I've seen him before. I hope they do more uh, underground. No, there was it, a, no, it was NXT. No. <laughs> it was NXT not NXT, NWA. He was NWA uh, for a while. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Arturo Ruas. Uh they were doing something uh, for a while on the NXT live circuit with him, Tenar Conti, and Cesar Bonani. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Bono, Benoni. 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 Yeah. He's, yeah. He's wrestling AEW Dark AEW all now, the time. Yeah. Same thing with Taya Conti. Mm-hmm. All right. Brother Wade on the blue brand. Who, who we got? Umberto. Damn it. <laughs> it was going to happen. All right. We have three picks remaining. <laughs> Our final three picks are Riddick Moss. What, what does he call himself? Um... I don't even remember. Irrelevant? It, yeah. Irre- irre- irrelevant? Le- I don't know. Le- yeah, less interesting. Uh, what the fuck is his name? I don't well, all right. Well, we got Riddick Moss, Jessamine Duke, and Marina Shafir. So, Maddie G, who's your final pick? I'll take Marina Shafir. All right. That works. Wade, I love you. But I don't love you enough to draft Riddick Moss. I gotta take Jessamine Duke. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so that what? means wait, wait. So you said irrelevant, and then he literally got and the literally Mr. Got- irrelevant <laughs> spot in the draft. <laughs> the final draft pick. Yeah. And he's on the brand where the GM refers to him as irrelevant. I feel bad for Riddick Moss and his future on yep. the blue brand. Oh. So that no is it. Burn. So our so uh Maddie, run down your final uh what is it, ten or eleven picks for today's draft. <laughs> you guys keep track because I'm probably gonna miss one here. I have Dabakato, Akira Tozawa, Apollo Cruz, Elias, Killian Dane, Billy Kay, Lana, Casey Catanzaro, Marina Shafir, Zaya Lee, the Forgotten Sons, and James Storm. Awesome. Right on. Over on NXT, we have Lars Sullivan, Murphy, Carmella, Legato Del Fantasma, Mandy Rose, Velveteen Dream, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mustache Mountain, Shorty G, Arturo Hujas, and Jessamine Duke. Brother Wade, GM of the Blue Brand, SmackDown, who are your final final picks? Uh, I've got Raquel Gonzalez, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Mysterio, Logan and Birch, Natty, uh, Lucha House Parties, Luna Vega, Tamina, Aaliyah, Caden Carter, Humberto Carrillo, and Mr. Relevant himself, Mr. Riddick Moss. <laughs> I love it. 
Who is oh, working with a torn ACL because he keeps bringing it up all the time. You know, bro, we get it. Sorry, bro. He, 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 can't, he can't run the same, the same race as Kurt Angle, you know, winning with the broken freaking neck. neck. Can't do it. Can't so do there it. you have it. That is the end of the new normal wrestling draft of 2020. We will keep you guys posted on how we're going to continue this. We're going to as use, soon as we figure it out. As soon as we figure it out, we're going to we're going to hold <laughs> on guess. to these rosters for our brands for at least the next year to at least the next wrestling season, which we know is an annual thing. Now uh, we're going to mm-hmm. go with a fun point system. Maddie G is going to make us a really cool replica championship belt and NW yeah. championship belt. It's going to be yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. You know, looking at my picks, I feel like today's picks for me were better than my, my first round picks. I think I did some uh, good picks this, this turnaround. You know, I, I got to admit, I, I don't think I did better this time than last mm-hmm. time, but, no. but I definitely, I definitely feel like uh, with what was left, I got a couple of sleeper yeah. hits in here. Yeah. yeah I think, I, I think I, we're doing, but I mean, this is regardless, still the worst draft ever. I got Riddick Moss. So this is definitely the worst draft ever. <laughs> it's the most irrelevant <laughs> draft, draft ever. ever. Oh. Uh, so on that note, new normal wrestling maniacs. That's all the time we have for today. So if this yeah. is your first time tuning in, be sure to check us out on the Fourth Wall Pop Network, available on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget, now including Amazon Music and Audible. Be sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Be sure to check us out, the Fourth Wall Pop Network, on social media at Fourth Wall Pop on Twitter and at Fourth Wall Pop Network on Instagram. I'm JC Bones. He's Maddie G. He's the good brother, the lavish one, Wade Ilson, and we are New Normal Wrestling, and we will see you all next week. So until then, I bid you a goodbye and a good night. Bang!